privacy I'll keep it hush, hush I'll stay down over for you I like when it's just you and me I'll keep it hush, hush Hush, hush, baby Courtney and Lex and you're listening to the pleasure is all yours if this is your first time rocking with us today we are here to promote the sexual liberation of the black and queer community yeah we are here to laugh and learn and discuss all the beautiful ways that the pleasure really is all yours it's all yours baby girl or gender neutral term for baby girl <laughs> baby person baby person <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, V? I'm good. I'm good. I'm like really happy to be sitting here and not yes. be like on the clock. Yes. For capitalism, okay. yeah. you know, it's Fucking just yes. it's just so nice, it is nice to be doing what you love to do yeah. on your own time. Yes, bitch. Yeah. Let me tell you, I have the day off. Oh. Which I mean, soon this will be coming to a close. Because be <laughs> like I I have been solo as far as like. The only job I have has been at the store, at the yeah. sex store. Yeah. Bitch, I've been loving my fucking life. I really it's like, have. oh my God, I can sleep. I can do my laundry. And also, when, even when I go to work, it's not that serious. Yeah. Like, it's really not that serious. Oh shit, y'all paying me to sit here and wash the walls. And I'll do it. And I'll do it. I've mm-hmm. been caught up on all my 90 Day Fiance. I'm caught up on all my Jocelyn's Cabaret. Okay, hell Girl, yeah. Girl, when I tell you I've been enjoying my month, like, I you really saying that? I really it makes me realize how much I'm enjoying my life. And you know what? I really love that for you because, Court, you've had like two jobs for like Ten way years. too long. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. Ten years. So it's just really nice to hear that like you have one currently and you're about to switch to only having one Full again. And, it, and it'll pay my fucking bills. Yeah. And it'll pay the bills of this fucking podcast. Yeah, because you know. That's what I'm most excited about. <laughs> I'm most excited about one, being able to buy my friends good Christmas gifts. Being able to take my mom on a trip because she guilt not she didn't guilt trip me, mm-hmm. but she was like she made me feel bad. But like it wasn't her fault because I think yeah. I'm just also sensitive. But when I told her I quit my job, she freaked out. This was like two months ago. I quit my job, not having another one lined up except for the sex store, which is my part time job. And now it's my full time job. But um, when I told her that, she was like, you know, I just. I just wished a better life for you at this age. I saw us being able to take a birthday trip every year, a mother-daughter birthday trip every year, for you to go see life with your friends and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn, girl, like, you call me broke, like, a lot of ways. And I don't don't like that. Call me broke and unsuccessful. Like, wow, I'm really just out here trying. Shit, like, I didn't know I was a bad daughter because we couldn't go on a motherfucking trip. Yeah. But now I can take her on a motherfucking trip, okay? And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about just being able to, like, pour into this podcast a little bit more and and really take us there. So I've had a great day because... I did get a job offer, but like manifestations coming true for court. I'm telling you, look, you remember earlier in the year when we were like Libra, Scorpio and Sagittarius season. It's really up. And it's like, really up. It's up. Because what's happening tomorrow? No. It's <gasps> bitch. Bitch is up. Also, if you're tuning in on YouTube, we are not in our usual um, spot. We yeah. are with, you see these white people in the background. Um, I have a new roommate, and she's getting it in, and I love that for her. And I have terrible neighbors upstairs, and it was just a lot. So 
we decided to do it down here in a movie theater. In a movie theater. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of like it. We might have to do this more often. Sound is iso- isolated as hell. As fuck, other than this little trickle, water trickle. Yeah. Like it's Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, but I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? So, oh, we're potting. Yeah, so okay. we 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 you also start the episode with a pleasure moment slash catch up. Obviously, we just did like a little mini catch up, but I'm just gonna say right now because I know for a fact that this is both of our pleasure moments. On September 21st, 2023, uh-huh. we saw Beyonce we did. in Arlington, Texas, at the AT&T Stadium. Oh and when I tell you. It was the most memorable experience of my life. Fabulous. Did I go to work the next day? Fuck no. Why? Too sore. Voice gone. I wanted to think about nothing but Beyonce. She is really a gift to God. I, I from God. I. Yeah. But to him also. Also, bitch. Like you are not fucking lying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fucking Beyonce. I'm sorry. She's amazing. She's so good. That concert was genuinely it was inspiring. Yeah. It was a it was a great day in general. Like yeah, it really she was. was so beautiful. I was so excited to see fucking blue. I was yeah. so excited to see Honey Balenciaga. Yeah. So it was just it was a great experience. Now, do we live in Houston? No. no. So we didn't get to see Megan the Stallion, but oh. That I just shit. want to see those thighs in person. Baby, that isolated little butts work she was doing. Uh, I, I just want to but that video of her being like, I love you, Beyonce. Oh, my God. It's, I just love it so much. It's just so much. relatable. Because it's like, no matter no matter your level of fame, Beyonce is always above that. Yeah. And, like, you, you feel that way about yeah. Beyonce. Like, unless you're Kelly Rowland. Unless you're Kelly Rowland. Because that's like, her yeah, bestie. That's her bestie, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, when you see the pictures of, like, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and, like, Pedro Pascal and everybody going to the concert and they were just so amazed... I feel that I Beyonce came out and when her when she came out for Dangerously in Love because she opened with Dangerously in Love, I was like in tears because I was like she looks so beautiful like she just did not look like a real person like it just didn't seem real that she was like there and baby that mic was on as fuck all night that mic was on as fuck all night backtrack who. And she had been doing it for when did the tour start? Like April or May? Like she La- been, a year ago. She like a couple months after Renaissance came out. Oh my god. Like she has been doing this for so long that I was honestly not that I was nervous, but like I was like, is it gonna feel the same for us because she's done it for so many months? Yeah, like no. is she gonna be passionate? But she brought all that shit and I just I I really it made me wanna push harder. Like in my own career, in yeah. this podcast, in my professional career, in my musical career, like my creative, all of that. Like, she's really a gift. She's fucking. A, she's a fucking gift. Life but, is a sham, and there's no Beyonce concert coming up. None. But you know, yeah. I know she's gonna do a round two for Renaissance Part Two because yeah. people said it was a it was a part. All one. I'm saying is this. If we're about to get a video like documentary, documentary like how they did for Coachella or Beachella, 
I just feel like, you know, you've been doing all these concerts. I hope you got clips from all the other cities as they happen. Yeah. Like, I hope that as the tour was happening, they were processing shit. So that way, like, a a month or so after the tour is over with, everybody settled down. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I miss Beyonce. Uh, I wish I could see Beyonce again. Boom, visual. Yeah. Like, we're expecting this before the end of the year. Before the end of the year. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have a fun fact for you guys? Yeah. Not directly. The fun fact is we saw Beyonce. No, that's not the fun fact. Oh. Remember? Today is um, National oh. Contraceptive Day. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Today is World Contraception co- Contraception Day. There we go. And um, so if you are uh, somebody that uses condoms, IUDs, pills, you got a hysterectomy, bitch. You got your tubes tied, bitch celebrate this day is about you whether you're hetero homo in between it really doesn't matter i think we all need to use contraception for various reasons and a moment of silence for all the black women that got us to where we are in regards to um vaginal health tools procedures things like that because yeah yeah we were the test dummies for that just go google black women and their black women and history and, hi- and gynecology yeah just go yeah. google that shit yeah horrible so, shit yeah 100%. anyways 100 percent. because we yeah. wouldn't have the hysterectomy that we have now without black women iud also and the women that probably lost their lives mm-hmm. and to, children too mm-hmm, to discovering mm-hmm. that process so absolutely moment of silence for them um uh yeah so I hope you're using a condom tonight if you're listening to this, or I hope you're taking your pill, girl. If you're listening to this and you haven't taken your pill today, go ahead and take that shit, because yeah. it's hard to keep up with the pills. Yeah. That's why I had to stop, okay? <laughs> um, but surprisingly, we do have a pleasure principle. Um, today, it's reestablishing intimacy Yay. and connection, because as we move on into cuddle season... And if you're in a long-term relationship, it probably means a lot more. But, you know, summer is is fun. You know, you don't want to be attached, super attached to somebody. It's hot. You're not trying to cuddle. You're trying to be out there shaking your ass and drinking tequila. And I love that for us. But now that we're moving into the fall and the winter, it's time to settle down, babe. Find that person that's going to take you through the winter. Even if it's your bestie. Absolutely. Even if it's your bestie. Yeah. So we will be talking about... Intimacy and connection. Um, Obviously, intimacy and connection can fluctuate throughout. So no matter what kind of relationship you're in, poly, non-monogamous, monogamous, open, long-term, long-distance, all of that, it's important to recognize when one or both partners feel a lack in connection so that you can work to rebuild those missing parts of a healthy relationship because it's it's more than sex, right? It's, yeah. It's a mental connection. It's an emotional connection. It's yes. all of that. I feel like that's why, like, sex with consistent partners always gets better because not only are they, like, learning what you like, but they're also, like, you're also just getting more comfortable with this person, um, which I feel like even even in something like a sneaky link, even something like a Friends with Benefits, that still looks something like some kind of connection and intimacy like you probably still share something absolutely that like makes you both comfortable because you know i mean i guess that's really just speaking for a bitch they need to be stimulated before i just bust it wide open oh you're one of those people just a little bit can i say something Hmm. i didn't think that 
I mean, not that like I thought you were just like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. I can bust it open. I just didn't think you needed a whole lot of like. Oh no, I mean like if we're talking about giving, yeah, I don't really need much. But if like I want to bust it open, like literally just bust my coochie, coochie lips open for you, I feel like I need to be stimulated for me to like actually be like. This is like good for like pussy to be wet for real, and not just like kind of wet. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I have questions for you later. Okay. This is, this is a good start because I'm learning things. Not that, again. Not that I thought you were just busting it open. It's just more yeah. like I didn't know that your poof was so connected to your mental as far as like, if I how think you feel about that person. If you give me the ick in any way, pussy's not getting wet. Okay. Naturally, if I think naturally. you're if I think you're dumb, if you're just talking and you just sound fucking dumb as hell ignorant and dumb and loud and wrong oh baby pussy's off pussy's closed pussy's for clothes the bank came and got her like i'm not like we we have a segment called questions for the girls as you know if you haven't listened to the pod we have a, we have a segment called questions for the girls at the end but i have a question for you girl okay have you have you ever had like a one night stand or like like, where you hit somebody on the app, and, like, your only intention was to fuck, and you did it, like, like y'all talk for a day, and then you fuck, and then you don't talk again, or any of that. Have you ever had I that? mean, that's probably happened, like, a few times, but was it, like, an enjoyable experience? No. Because, like, I wasn't, like, in it for real. It was more like, you know, like, when you just do, when you just be doing shit? So, there was, like, a period where I was just doing shit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes me doing shit was just like, okay, are you decent? Cool. Let's go grab a drink. Cool. Like, we could make it work. Yeah. But, like, as I get older, everybody irritates me a lot more than they used to. So it's really hard for me to, like, turn that part of my brain off where it's like, okay, bitch, like, it's fine. It's cool. Just go get your pussy ate, whatever. But, like, just you say one weird thing the whole time I'm looking at you. I'm just thinking about that weird shit you've been saying naturally yeah yeah um so it's important to recognize when both people one or both person feels a lack in relationships intimacy intimacy is more than just sex so it's a feeling of being close emotionally connected and of course supported i think that's a big one like to feel like you can tell them anything whether negative or positive and they're not gonna just like push you away or react negatively i think that's a big part of intimacy yeah um it involves talking through our thoughts and emotions and sharing even the hardest parts of ourselves so the parts that we don't want to share with anybody um or the parts that we feel hesitant about sharing with somebody obviously it's not limited to sexual or romantic partners you can definitely have intimacy with your friends because it's achieved when when we are reassured that we're loved and accepted for exactly who we are. Yeah. Which honestly, I feel like friends do a better job at that than a lot of romantic partners. Yeah. Because automatically when you're in a romantic relationship, there's a lot of expectations and pressure. And pressure, yeah, that we put on romantic relationships as I don't want to say as a society, because that seems so broad, but like as a as a culture, no, I would say as a society. Yeah, like we, I feel like like partners are supposed to be a certain way. Like you're supposed to, like you, you. No matter how you're feeling, you're still supposed to be there for this person. You have to show up for this person all the time, no matter what you're feeling. Like even if what they're feeling is 
not something you like, you still have to, you know, all these things, you know? So I think that it's, it's definitely something that is like a societal thing as well. But like, I, I, and I think that the pressure of a relationship and what a relationship is supposed to be and look like and how you're supposed to be together definitely contributes to like how people lose the intimacy in relationships because they're so focused on fitting in this mold. Yeah. Yeah. And then like just going like, down the checklist. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship anarchy. We've talked hey, a lot about that. You know what's so funny is I've been telling Courtney how like I've really been leaning towards that area just because of how I've been connecting with especially the people that I'm closest to. Um and like even me and Courtney's relationship and like just how many different things it is and has been. And I'm just like, yeah, that just makes a lot of sense because when I think about how I feel so comfortable with red and like why I feel so comfortable there, I just think about it like that. Like there is no pressure to be like a, a certain thing, a certain thing to this person. It's literally like you make me feel this. We feel this for each other. Like, let's just enjoy those things. Like, while we have it and that is probably why I'm like I really want to understand it a little more because I know it's more than just that but just the premise of like just having a connection versus this is my boyfriend this is my wife this is my whatever you know shit like that I'm like what is a label really what is a label really because who the only people the only reason that it matters is because other people be in your business that's the only reason you need a label girl get out my motherfucking business mm -hmm. you don't gotta figure that shit out yeah um, obviously kids learn about intimacy through their parents. It's their first close and most of the time all encompassing relationship that we have. Um, that's not everybody's childhood. And this leads to adults having trouble connecting with peers and sometimes romantic partners. Okay. So, you know, I don't know how open you want to be on the pod, of course, but your mama's fucking crazy. Yeah. So I definitely put in here like, I want to know about your experience growing up and how you learned the skill of building intimacy and connection despite your crazy ass mama. Because you, I personally, in a, as, as all the roles that we've had with each other, mm -hmm. you have been a really, you've been really good at expressing your intimacy and your need for intimacy mm -hmm. and showing your intimacy in mm -hmm. our relationship. And you know, when I was doing a lot of research on the outline in general, mm -hmm. I was just like, how? Like, where did you get that from? Because yeah. you, honestly, like, most people learn that in childhood. is like, what What does it mean to love somebody? What does it mean to care about somebody? Yeah. What does it mean to show up for somebody? That's probably from your parents because your parent is the first person to do that for you. Yeah. But what about you? I mean, like, I remember when I was younger having good moments when I was, like, really young and it was just, like, me and my brother. I can remember having good moments with my mom and, like, her taking us out and doing things and, like, even very lightly, like when I was a preteen, early teenager, I can remember moments of like good things happening. But I just remember from from what I can remember and how I have molded how I should treat people and how I should show up for people. It has just been me seeing the way that my mother has been, how that has affected her as a person and how that also affects other people around her, like what that makes other people feel, including myself. And I was just like, okay, well, if if the way she's talking to me and the way she's doing these things to me is making me feel this way, I'd never want anyone else that I know and love to feel this way. So I'm going to do the absolute compolar, 
polar opposite. So like whatever I would see her do the way that I see her act and talk and things like that, I would literally just do the exact opposite because like also my mom was like really embarrassingly rude and mean, even like in public. And I just remember one time, there are so many times that like really solidified my goal in life to just be a good and loving person to like whoever is like we were going through a drive-thru one day and it's like a 16 year old at a fucking Taco Bell drive-thru whatever and she's like and this is stuff I don't remember what happened but my mom is like what the fuck is wrong with you? are you fucking dumb like just talking crazy to this 16 year old through the car and I literally just like I just remember putting my arm on her and being like you just need to calm down. It's only a drink. Like she was just yelling about something that didn't really matter. And I remember like saying that. And I remember her flipping it on me and being like, nobody was fucking talking to you. You're being disrespectful. Like all these things, you know? So I just would see things like that. And I would see how like my mom wouldn't get her way. Her first thought was to like start yelling and fussing and cussing and screaming just to be able to get her way. And I'm like, well, obviously that doesn't really work. And it only works because people are scared and people want to appease you. Like I want people to want to help me because you catch more flies with honey. Yeah. So like, it's just like, it just, and my mom was always by herself. She never had any friends around. Like her siblings weren't like her. We would go hang out with my aunts and uncles and stuff, but like, my mom's siblings weren't really around. She was also always really mean to my grandma. And for a while, my grandma was also really mean. So I wasn't really batting an eye at it. But like, as I got older and my grandma got older and she really like started realizing like, oh, ain't nobody going to come around if I'm being a piece of shit. You know, she started getting a lot nicer. And my mom, it's like my mom started getting meaner to her as she was getting nicer. So it just, that also just made me feel some type of way. Cause it's like, you know, like, I know, like, you know, I'm I'm not the bitch to be like, well, that's your mom. But, like, I know my mom, my grandma probably has done some things to my mom or that has wounded her in some way. But all that I have ever seen from my grandma growing up is her babying my mom, even as an adult. So it just was not a very good time in my household a lot of the time. Like, there again, there are good moments. I'm not saying I didn't have good moments in my childhood, but... For the majority, I just remember seeing adults around me, specifically my mom, and just not wanting to be like that. Like, so you learned from like what you shouldn't do, yeah. basically. Because it just you just see how people would be so upset. Like you could just see that, like you like know, the effect, yeah, yeah, and like how it would make me feel as a kid or a preteen or anything like that. How it would make me feel my mom like talking to me and saying these things to me and like just being so mean to me. So, you know, I'm just like, there's no way I ever want to be like that ever in my life, like ever in my life. And me realizing that also just helped me affirm like my own boundaries and like what I will accept also from other people and, you know, just different communication skills because I feel like while I hate that that is the way I had to grow up, I still like think it is really good for the person that I've turned out to be because I'm feel like I, like my main focus is to make sure I'm like a good considerate like open person and like just being there and showing up for real for the people that I say that I care about so yeah well but you do a good job you 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 doing a really good job cuz I don't know if I could do that with that with that kind of mother my mom wasn't perfect my mom isn't perfect but she Def, like I never doubted 
like she wasn't a bad person. Yeah. That's what I, I want to like she wasn't a bad person to strangers. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a bad person to my grandmother. Like yeah. you know, so she might have been doing things the best way that she knew how. Yeah. And it wasn't great for me. But I she wasn't a terrible person. So yeah. I didn't have that example. I had a pretty good example of what intimacy looked like in a marriage with between my parents and also what it looked like for a parent to take care of a child and care about a child. I think yeah. she just, because I'm an only child, she cares a lot and she cares a little too much. And I think when I don't meet that expectation, it's a different story. But, yeah. you know, ultimately she's a good person. So I learned intimacy that way. Um, but as we go into adult adulthood, it's just as important to, to develop intimate relationships with our friends as yeah. it is our partners. So um, obviously friendships list of, lifts us up. And they provide support for every season of our lives because friends are going to be around when you break up with that nigga or that girl. Um, your friends are going to be around when you lose a family member or you lose a parent. Yeah. Friends are going to be around when you shift careers and you have financial changes. Those are the people that support you. So it's important to uh, build with them and like, what is the word I'm looking for? invest in that cultivate thank you cultivate like a really intimate bond with them so whether you're learning from your childhood or whether you're learning from your friends you know there's space for you to be intimate with the people in your lives yeah Um, i think like coming like coming from a household where like intimacy wasn't like focused like we didn't really hug and cuddle and things like that that's not and bitch if you ask anybody i'm a hugger i'm a cuddler i want you to hold my hand give me a kiss like i am very much like an affectionate person and maybe it's my lack of having it growing up that makes me that way but um i just realized like sometimes a hug just makes shit better like sometimes like physical intimacy just makes things better like at the end of my day lately like I, whenever I get home, you know, me and Red will just stand in the doorway and we'll just hug each other for a little bit. And that just be feeling so nice sometimes because I'm like, wow, today was a lot. And I just really needed a hug. This is really nice. This is so sweet and simple. Exactly. So, you know, even just learning, like, as I grow up, how much I just wanted to be close to the people around me. The older I get, the more I lean into that. So, you know. Absolutely. I'm a cuddler. I, I love it. I think so funny because, like, as I, as I just said, I grew up in a two-parent household with two parents that obviously love each other. They're still together, still doing great, I would say. I mean, like, you know, I've seen some arguments and I've seen some fights in my lifetime, but it's never yeah. been to that extent where I thought they were going to get a divorce. I've seen a lot of, of intimacy and closeness in relationships. Mm-hmm. My dad is very close to my my grandmother, my mm-hmm. my dad's mother. Um, my mother, my mother's mother passed when I was kind of young, so I didn't really know her very much, but I know she was not an emotional being, but I'm an only child and I didn't have a whole lot of like brother or sister interaction. My dad is very hands-on and loving. So I received a lot of emotional support and like closeness as a child, like Mm -hmm. holding hands and tickling and cuddling and all this stuff. Yeah. But I don't know at a certain point, I think when my dad like when I turned 12 or 13, when I became a teenager and I didn't want that anymore, especially for my dad, Yeah, I kind of lost that aspect because my mom is not really that person. Yeah. She'll give everything she has to like me mentally. Like She'll make sure I'm good financially. She's always going to make sure I have what I need and that I know what I need to be doing and that I'm on the right track. Yeah. But she's not really going to be the one to like 
automatically walk up to me and hug me yeah. or like say I love you. And that's cool. I don't I don't hold that against her because I'm not like that. Yeah. And I think because of my teenage experience as an only child, I'm not like that. Yeah. So especially because like your parents would probably had so much love and attention to give and still continue to have that, that there's only one direction for it to go. So it's like, okay, y'all what like is and like my dick and so like the other other people that you meet is like hey babe listen i don't even need all that i don't even need all that my mom does that enough yeah my dad does that enough i'm good i'm good so like it may it makes sense honestly yeah yeah. like because i i've struggled with that in my my romantic relationships and my friendships Mm -hmm. you know i don't i'm like in the middle like i don't need a lot of courts touchy feely and like a and like a like a let me touch your butt. I'm gonna yes. touch your boobs. Yes. Yes. Something like that. You know, she might put her head on you. Yeah. You know, something like that. Real simple ones. Yeah, real simple. Real sometimes simple. we hold hands too. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. Like yeah. sometimes, like I'm like, yeah. It just has to feel really natural. Cause to me, everything is forced. Because I'm just not. I'm just not that way. I'm an. I just am an only child, and I know that you have siblings, but you're also. It wasn't like you were super close. Oh, because I was the eldest. I, because I was the eldest, and I was taking care of my siblings. Right. So it's not. It's not a sibling relationship I have with my siblings. It's more of like a parent guardians like that I have with them. So it's like make sure you clean your room. Make sure you're doing your homework. Like it's all of that. I was the Cinderella of my house. Like very oh my truly. God. Like truly. I'm not gonna get into it, but seriously. And so that I would, I was just used to always doing something around the house, like always. And that's why you don't want your niece to grow up like that. Exactly. That's why I be so adamant when I be around my baby for her to just be like, as a baby, as as child as she want to be. You want to pick you up? I'm gonna pick you up. You want to? What you want? What you want to jump off this curb for into a puddle? I don't know, but yes, we, we gonna can figure do that. it out. We gonna get you Absolutely. a little towel afterwards. Exactly. We gonna figure it out. Exactly. So I love that. I really like like to emphasize that for her, especially because she is also the oldest and she has like three other siblings that live with her. So, oh gosh, you yeah. know, yeah, I don't know what that's like. So I'm just not. I'm not a touchy feely girl. I I show my appreciation. I think by doing small things or making. I hate this. I hate this. It's a mother wound. And I could go into this. Like, I'm trying to stay on track, but it's hard because this happened this morning. This <laughs> literally this morning, bitch. So, and that's why I chose to do this episode because I promise you, this outline said bisexual awareness day until this morning at 10 a.m. But I woke up, I was at my, my, uh, I don't know what to call him. I don't want to call him my partner because he's not uh, my lover. I don't fucking know. But, um, little boo thing. Yeah, my boo thing. Like, I, I woke, I woke up like to laying on his chest and he was on his phone because he wakes up at 6 30 no matter what he has to do that day. He wakes yeah. up at 6. So he was already scrolling and he had pulled up a tweet of me, uh, the pictures I posted. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you must hate me because I didn't get this one and I didn't get this one. And like the day before, I had intentionally sent him all before i posted them i yeah. sent him all the pictures i thought i had yeah sent him to a phone so he wouldn't say shit to but me. and then and i then, forgot that i didn't send you pictures right but hold on fucking Lewis. and what reminded me is because i saw your tweet and i was like oh i my know because you did it like two seconds after yeah. i know she saw my tweet and she's like you wanted to send me the rest yeah so you sent me the rest then i sent them to him okay then i tweeted them 
out. Because I was like, I'm not going to be caught slipping this time. Because this nigga always says the same shit about how he sees shit online and he doesn't get them. And I think that's, I think it's dumb and it's unnecessary. But because I'm trying to foster intimacy and yeah. a closeness and a connection and understanding what my people around me need, not just what I think they need. Yeah. I'm just, I was like, okay, let me just do this shit. But I woke up this morning at 6.15 in the morning yeah. to him saying, you didn't send me this one and you didn't send me this one. He was like, first, why are we starting the day off like this? Right. Second. Right. Second. No, that's all you have to say. I'm, and the second thing is, though, is like, I sometimes I like being surprised even when you just get on social and you're like, oh, my God, look at my bitch. Oh, my God. Yeah. Th- like, sometimes that's really nice. Yeah. So, you know. He's not that, that. He's not that nigga. So he was just like, why didn't he send me this picture? And he was mostly joking. Like, yeah. But it was 6.15 in the morning, Lex. Okay. You and just opened your eyes. Crust still there. No, bitch. Let me tell you something real quick. Okay. Let me tell you the backstory. I'm, I'm drunk. Let me tell you the backstory. <laughs> the night before, we had watched one through nine, one through seven, one through seven of the Saw, um, yeah. like, re, like, we watched, like, a YouTube video of, like, explaining Saw. Okay, yeah. One through seven. So we watched seven 20-minute videos about Saw and all the crazy traps and all the way that they, but people died. So I was, I had a dream that, like, these people were chasing me and my friends and oh, we had to, no. we had to stab them in the chest in order to, like, get them off of our back. And it wasn't a yeah. human, it was, like, a thing or whatever. Yeah. But we had to, we had to kill them. So that was my dream. And I woke up to this nigga saying, I didn't get this one and I didn't get this one. You must hate me. And then I was, I, I said it, like, Opening of my eyes, I was like, I sent this to you yesterday. Please look at the timestamp. You can see I sent it to you before then. And he was like, he looked through his text. He was like, lie detector says this is a lie because I didn't get this one. And I got so mad. I was like, look, I, I sent you what I could. If I forgot anything, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Like, literally, I was just like, fuck this shit. And I turned around and like went back to sleep for another an hour or so until we had to get up. And um, when he got up, he was mad at me. Like, he was not, he wasn't mad at me, but he was like quiet. He wasn't mad. He was just irritated. He was like, yeah, he was just like, I don't know what to say to you because this is how we woke up. And like, I, I tried to apologize, but I was, I was angry. Like, I was still angry. Yeah. So I, I was like, I'm sorry for, for snapping at you, but this, this, and this. And I didn't lie to you. And I woke up with you saying I was a liar and blah, blah, blah. So then we get in the car and, you know, we're go- like, um, we're going to work and before like we get there we like had a moment cause I didn't want him to get out, out of the car and be like like have this be a thing yeah so I was like hey again I, even my apology wasn't a great apology right like I'm sorry I don't I realize what it is I, when I was a child like my mom used to wake me up consistently like almost every day busting in my door and ripping the sheets off of me and being like, why was there a dirty fork in the sink? Come, <laughs> and it was like 4.30 in the morning because that's yeah. when she would get up. Yeah. So it would be like, come downstairs and, and wash all the dishes in this cabinet since you don't know how to wash the dishes. I'm going to make you get up at 5 a.m. and wash all the dishes. And this happened for like years. I'm saying like years yeah. until I was old enough to be like, this shit is not working for me until I pretty much until I moved out. Because honestly, even when I was grown and I had moved back into my parents' house for a little bit or the summers that I was in college, it was happening all the time. So we had a conversation. I was just like, honestly, I think I was triggered by the way that I was woken up to yeah. shit talking and the energy. I was just pissed. Yeah. I was pissed. And that shit 
interrupts my day, it interrupts my my mood. And so like we had a big deep conversation about how we 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 both were triggered by each other's mother wounds because the way I came at him, he was like my mom used to just snap at me like at the drop of a time. She would just switch shit up mm-hmm. and like you know, talk to me a certain way and yell at me and I couldn't say anything back. And so he shut down and that's why he was so upset. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, we really have a lot of mother issues. We really need to like work out in order to be, in order to be connected. Yeah. And I just think that's so interesting how like your childhood can completely, even me who had a great, I not a great childhood, but had a really good childhood, much better than a lot of people that I know. Um, you know, I had a two parent household, very like sturdily middle class household. I didn't see any drama. They didn't let me see any drama. Yeah. But I still have these like really big childhood wounds that I have to yeah. work out. Because I mean you still like you still got like certain treatment from your parents. Right. And like, you know, some things that your parents do for you, it's because that's what they know because that's what their parents did for them. Which never like excuses some of the things, but you know Yeah. Yeah. I like a, I just had a really big moment where I was like, I don't, in the best of ways, I love my mother to death. I hope she doesn't hear this directly. But like, <laughs> I don't want to be my mom. I yeah. don't want to be my mom. That and, is what... And what he said to me, like... A word. I felt like my mom. I really did. Like, I, when, I was, when I was driving and when I was... Just the mood I was in the morning, I was just like, oh, I could see it. Like, I, I felt like yeah. the roles were reversed. I was like, oh my God, like, yeah. who wants to be around this? Because I did it. And so that's something I have to, I have to work on today. Like this happened this morning. I'm not perfect, but I also think having the the conversation about yeah. what it was that triggered us and it being our mother rooms wounds really brought us closer. Yeah, and like because then you understand each other a little more. Yeah, and like understand that we're both human. Yeah, and I think it fostered it fostered something. And I you know I hung around for a little bit and. We worked it out, and it was just Good. the rest of the day was really nice. And I was like, "This is what it feels like to be intimate with somebody, to have a conflict, go through that conflict, resolve the conflict, and then just come out thinking like, okay, they really this was not about me. Well, yeah. Essentially, this situation was not about me and you. It was more about our, our past and yeah. how that our triggers, you know, our trauma. Yeah. And I not saying that you need to experience a bunch of arguments with somebody to achieve intimacy i'm just saying that sometimes it can come where you least expect it yeah i know i've had moments where like you know red is trying to be helpful and you saying that just made me think of one day in particular where she was trying to be super helpful to me and i could i could see that she was being helpful but for some reason the way she was talking to me and like some of the things she, she was saying felt really condescending which like got my guard up and like I kind of snapped at her and I just remember like us taking a minute and then I just came back to it and I was like I realize that I overreacted and I do realize that you are trying to be helpful but when you say things like this this and this it makes me feel like this because that's what it sounds like to me and you know it was just it, it just like the, just like you were saying it's just nice to have a moment where you like connect and you're like okay well I'm glad that you know now that that's not what I was meaning. And now I know that whenever we do have conversations like this, that this is probably how I should approach it. So it's just really, it's really nice. Like being with someone, being friends with someone, having like intimate, like 
any kind of intimacy with someone and like learning those things about yourself and about other and about the other person. I love learning new things about like myself and why I am the way I am and like how I can be better and things like that. But I realize a lot of the things I that I do that I'm like insecure about all are things that stem from my relationship with my mother. Of so. course. Yeah. That's all you know. You and know? I ain't got no daddy, so. Girl. I mean, and you know, I'm not, I'm not really, maybe that's my daddy issue is that I don't really like them, like men. I think that, because they weren't it. even fucking around. But, so it's but, like, how can you ever begin to trust them? Yeah, but then like when my dad was around, like there's like he maybe. He was around? Three, there was like maybe three memories I have of my dad. And they're all really good memories. Like my, like what I remember of my dad being to me, I was a daddy's girl when I was little. It was like me and my dad were like two peas in a pod, you know? Um, so I remember him really positively. So that's why I'm like, this is so shocking to me. (laughs) My dad did anything for me. My dad would do anything for me. Well, I thought he would. Yeah. Right. So yeah, when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Because that's course. what it seemed like. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that he did his best, though. You know? I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> nigga been in jail since 2013, my nigga. Oh, man. Before that, before that, LOL. Oh, Way before that, actually. Like 2003. Take 10 years Whoa. off. So yeah. you really only had your father for like six years. Yeah, I really years. did. Yeah, I really. Like, that's why I said the, the small yeah. memories I have of him are probably like memories my niece will have of like what is going on in her life right now where it's like fleeting yeah um (laughs) anyway uh so you know we talked about friendships and how you know they're just as important to develop and obviously you know me being an only child it's it's hard it's hard for me sometimes to accept intimacy Mm -hmm. because i'm like what does that look like because i've only seen intimacy a certain way, like mm-hmm. I guess in romantic relationships. And even though I have very deep friendships, I have very I have very beautiful friendships in my life. I could not express that enough. It just it feels different for me, I guess. I like I have to work harder at like the active intimacy part. Yeah. If that makes sense. I I remember like w- like there are some conversations from when we first met that I that will come to me in moments and I'm remembering this one conversation we had where um like there was there was I don't remember how we got on it but you were like you were saying like you you just are so nice to me and you just like give things to me without expecting anything back and I don't know what to do with that and receiving that is overwhelming for me right now so it's just nice to see how far you've come you know bitch I'm trying but I feel like (laughs) a lot of that does have to definitely have to do with you know our friendship in particular you know I have a lot of childhood friendships but those are childhood friendships, you know, so they kind of grow based on, like, location and, like, situation. But, you know, I met you when we were 22, 21. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I chose, you know, we chose each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to, like, actively work on it, if that yeah. makes sense. It's not like we have these moment, these tower moments that we're like, oh, we're best friends because... We took a tax test together, you <laughs> know, like it's like, test. no, we're best friends because we actively chose to be best friends and yeah. to involve each other in each other's lives. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, but obviously intimacy can take time. So it can take a long time for people to develop intimacy based on child experiences, trauma, mental health hurdles. Um, all those can be reasons that it takes longer for people to develop intimacy. So um, suggestions 
for creating intimacy, not just in your romantic relationships, but in your friendships too. Celebrate good things in your relationships. So say how much you love and appreciate that person and why. Because no matter who you are, what your love language is, it's always nice to hear, like, you know, I love and appreciate you because yeah. of these things. And, you know, it's funny that this came up because I swear I did this part before you sent me. A, was today National oh, Love yeah, Note Oh, yeah, today day? was National Love Note Day, so I... On my lunch break, emailed Courtney a cute little love note. Who gets an email from their friends? So it was very nice to see <laughs> an email that said that. I meant to bring a flower too to go to accompany it, but then I forgot. You're my flower. <laughs> um, but it was very sweet, like to to read that and just to know how much you're appreciated. So definitely tell your friends and your lover why and how you appreciate them. Because that means, I think, a lot more than we give credit. You know, just like hearing those words out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, talk openly about what you need from them and how they can better support you. And I think I've had those a lot of those conversations with my friends. And I've had those conversations with my parents as well as my partners in the past. Like, how can I better support you? How can you better support me? And what do you need at the time in your life that we're in? Because we all go through seasons. Mm -hmm. So what, what I needed... A, two years oh, how long have we known each other five years four years something like that I don't know bitch we met yeah. in like 2019 I think yeah pre-covid so five almost five years yeah. so you know what I needed four and five years ago is not what I need today as mm-hmm. 27 as a 27 year old I feel like we do really good at doing check-ins too yeah you know yeah I you yeah. know it's awkward because I feel like also that's on you. You know, you just you're just really good at being sometimes like, just I be feeling shit shift and I'm like, let me check in with my bitch and see what's up because something don't feel right. I'd say. And then we talk and then I'm like, so I was right. <laughs> I would say. I would say. Um if they don't know how to love you properly, nothing they do will actually feel like love. And that's especially for your romantic partners because mm-hmm. You know, whether it's love languages or not, if your love language is, is words of affirmation and they keep doing your laundry. <laughs> Why are you touching my shit? <laughs> Hold on, because like, that actually exact that exact thing happened. Like, you uh-huh. know, I've had a lot of time off. So um, while my lover has been at work, they, they had done all their laundry that weekend and they went to work and I was at their house and I was like, I'll just stay here for a while. And they had like three baskets of laundry. So I started putting all that laundry up. Like yeah. I folded it up, put it in drawers, put it, hung it up, hung shit that they don't usually hang up up. Yeah. And they called me while I was doing it. And I was, on, I was at the very end of doing it. And I was like, like, I didn't want to tell them. I, was, I wanted it to be a surprise. I was like, oh, I have a surprise for you when you come home. But somehow they, they have like gotten out of me. They were just like, what's going on in my house? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing there? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm doing your laundry. I just wanted you to come home and have all this stuff done. Cause I know it was stressing you out. The fact that you had all this stuff to do. Yeah. And he was like, okay, you don't know where I put my stuff. I organize my stuff this certain way. And I, you know, I, me being Courtney, me being great. Cause I'm awesome. And yeah. I'm a, a super organized person when it comes to that kind of like, I'm good at organizing. I'm good at coordinating and I'm good at organizing. So I was like, Nigga, I've been around here for six months. I see where you grab your stuff from. And all from. you got to do is open a drawer. Right. 
Exactly. Like, I, I, I have common sense. So I open this drawer and I see that your socks and your underwear are in here. So I'm going to put the rest of your socks and your underwear in here. Yeah. I, I know where you get your shirts from and where you get your shorts. And I also know what kind of fabrics work best when you hang them up instead of folding them up, bitch. Because I don't want you to pull out some wrinkly ass shit all yeah. the time. So if it's something that you wear out, like not that you wear to work or where you, that you wear to the gym... I'm going to hang that shit up. I'm going to hang that shit up because I yeah. feel like it needs to be hung up. But he's like, I don't... And I organized it by, like, type of clothes. So, like, cargo shorts were going here. Mm-hmm. T-shirts were going here. Button-ups were going here. Sweaters yeah. were going here. Crew necks were going here. Yeah. Hoodies were going here. Yeah. That made sense to me. But when I talked to him, he was like, Courtney, I organize things by what I'm wearing, what I wear to work, what I wear to this job, what I wear to this job, what I wear out, what I don't wear out. What's winter clothes? Yeah. What's summer clothes? Yeah. And it was different. It was all different. Like, yeah. I have gotten all the stuff in the drawers, right? Because obviously, like, I just put stuff where it already is. Yeah. But a lot of the hung up stuff, he was like, and now I have to go back tonight and actually fix that shit tonight because when I wake up in the morning, I don't know where my shit is. So I have to fix it tonight before I go to work in the morning. Yeah. And I have a certain amount of time that I give myself in the morning to get up and get ready. And if did I can't find my shit, he did. He was okay. like, I, he was like, I really appreciate what you did. But at the end of the day, I told you I don't like surprises. I told you this about me. I told you that about me. And you're not listening. And it was true. Like, I mm-hmm. I just kind of do what's, what I feel is best. And that's something I'm working on. Like, mm-hmm. try, like, do what I feel like my friends need or do what I feel like my partner needs. Mm-hmm. And it's not, even if that's not the case, like, I'm just like, oh, this, is, this is what I would need. So yeah. this is what I would do. Because, yeah. like, if he, if he did that for me, it's funny because that's also what made me realize I did something yeah, wrong. Yeah, you would not. Because I would not have liked that. I would have been like, nigga. I, I've been to Courtney's house so many times and I, I have to make sure I let her know I'm getting water from the kitchen. Okay, let's not, let's not be dramatic because that's not true. <laughs> that, bitch, the, the, no, no, bitch, no, bitch. The last time I got water from the kitchen and you were like, oh, do you want some water? I said, oh, yeah, I already got some. And I didn't like it. And you were like, oh. But that's and just like the oh, way you felt comfortable. No, no, no. It was the way you said, oh. And I was like, did you want me to wait? And she was like, I mean, oh. Like, you I were was just like, okay. <laughs> cool, you feel comfortable. It wasn't like, oh, you did it wrong. It was more like, oh, you feel comfortable. But it's funny because in the past, when you've asked for water, I've been like, bitch, you can just go get it because you, yeah, you know Which where is why I was is. so confused that right. day when I went to go get water mm-hmm. and you were like, oh. I was mm-hmm. like, my bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so now, you know, I just be waiting. Either way. but Or I just bring my water with me. I've learned a lot about myself in the last year. <laughs> so I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like, ultimately, he just felt like I wasn't listening. Even though I had done all this stuff and I had rearranged my day to make sure I could get all this stuff done for them. Yeah. And they were appreciative. At, at, at some level, they really were. You know, I was like, yeah. he, after we talked about it he was like i understand your intentions and i appreciate you for doing these things but i don't like surprises and i've told you that from the day i met you which is very true he has he's just a very predictable person he don't like surprises at all like whether it's a piece of fried chicken or a surprise party he don't like it so i i like surprises i like when people just do things for me for the most part yeah so i was like whatever but that's not how he feels love so there wasn't a sense of intimacy there. He was like, bitch, you don't listen. Yeah. And that made me feel weird. So I felt like I'm trying to work on that even now. And yeah. it still don't always work. But anyway, 
um, loving somebody the way that they feel like they need to be loved is a big part of intimacy. Yeah. Creating the opportunity for intimacy. Okay. Taking time to just focus on the two of you or the three of you, depending on what kind of relationship this is. Wink. Plan an activity or set aside time to just exist outside of any expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, this is just one of those episodes, bitch. I hate yeah. to say it. It, it, really, it really is. I, the reason that I chose this episode is because of all the things that have happened. Yeah. And so I, when I was building this outline, I was like, oh, let me use this example and this example. Yeah. So it's just a lot of me talking about the relationship I'm in, which I'm sorry if y'all don't do not want to hear this. If it helps... They're not a cis hetero man. Hey, it makes it a little bit better. And to be real, it's our show. So also, fuck you. <laughs> um, but not fuck our fans. You know, if you're complaining, right? Fuck you if you're complaining. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bitch, I've told you this recently. Mm-hmm. We have not had sex in a while. Yeah. We have. A- I have to show you something. I okay. love the look on your face. No, you got to show me later. <laughs> okay. We haven't had sex in a while, mm-hmm. and I'm not even a like I love talking. Obviously, we have a sex podcast. Obviously, I work at a sex store. Obviously, I have been involved in this lifestyle for a long time. I yeah. love sex as a thing. Yeah, I love learning about it as a topic. To- as, as a topic. As, a, as an entity. Yes. Yeah. But I, I actually am not a super sexual person. I have like a sex drive that I think is very normal. Like I probably masturbate like two times a week. Four if I can get it in. But if I'm too tired, I'm going to go, I'm gonna take my ass to sleep. Mm-hmm. And when I have a partner, I don't always really feel like having sex. And in the past, I've been with heterosexual men who typically have a higher sex drive and just always yeah. want to have sex. Or they're very quick to get in the mood to have sex if you do something. Yeah. So I'm in a situation now where I'm not with a cis hetero man and I'm with somebody that has a different relationship to sex and a different relationship to their body. And... I'm the one that has the higher sex drive. So, like, we haven't had sex in a month, and it's been really getting to me. Yeah. Like, it really has been getting to me. I'm, yeah. like, thinking, like, how how is this going to look four years from now? How is this going to look a year from now? Yeah. How is this going to look when we have kids? I'm like, not going to lie. That's that that's really what it'll do to you. It's right. So, like, if it's like that now, I'm just like, bro, what is this going to look like in yeah. the future when shit really gets real? Like, you... We've only been together for like 10 months. So why aren't we having a lot of sex? Like or at least as much sex as we were having four months ago. And then it's like, and then it's like also you want to be monogamous and things like that. So it's like, so one of us going to be suffering and the other one is not like. That's literally my situation. Cause I look, I miss, I miss, I miss pussy. Um, not so much dick because y'all niggas suck. So like I have I have two people that I'm used to fucking that I have to, I like I'm like shit. Even that would be cool because mm-hmm. I know these these niggas is down for the for the yeah. you know for the journey or whatever. But yeah. I am in a monogamous. I want to be in a monogamous relationship. I do, but it's hard because like I can't even get what I want from you, and it's been a real. It's just been such a hurdle, and. I've been trying to find ways and he's been trying to find ways. And we've been having a lot of conversations mm-hmm. about how I respect his boundaries and what he can handle right now, mm-hmm. but also him respecting what I can handle and what I need. Yeah. And the other night while we were watching saw, he was like, let me, your back has been hurting. Let me give you like a really deep massage. And it was a really nice massage where like, I like I was sitting in his lap and he was like working out these knots 
And it was just so nice. And then he gave me a foot massage and I gave him a foot massage. And we were just watching TV. And like he ended up like, he was like, hey, grab that vibrator, come sit in my lap. And he got me off that way. Mm -hmm. And then like we went to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is this is him making an effort. Yeah. This is him creating an opportunity yeah. to be intimate. He was like, I'm open to the idea of being aroused. Like, cause in the past, like, even if I had tried to arouse him, he's like, nah, don't even don't even do all that. Yeah. It's feeling really forced right now. I'm not into it. Yeah. And I've had to respect that. But I think he realized like the only way I was gonna feel anything is for him to meet me halfway. So he's yeah. like, I can I can touch you and I can do these things for you and it doesn't have to be sex and that was so nice and it yeah. really it made up for a lot of how I was feeling the last month mm -hmm. and although it's not perfect like we had a little bit of sex on Sunday but I'm gonna show you the picture okay later but like <laughs> we tried to have sex on Sunday and it was it was nice and I appreciate the effort it's just the effort yeah. like the fact that he created that opportunity to be like hey we're watching TV and we're just chilling right now let me just do something for you where you feel like I'm connected to your body and that I appreciate you. Yeah. And it's never that he doesn't make me feel like I'm beautiful or sexy or desirable or any of that. It's just, that's not what he was, that's not where he's, where his mind is at right now. Yeah. And I still felt a sense of intimacy. So it's just really about creating the opportunity, creating the space to where it doesn't feel like you have to have sex. Yeah. Cause once it starts feeling like that, once it starts, especially for me, I have definitely like stopped having sex with, with partners because like it starts feeling like me having sex with you is direct connection to whether or not I actually have feelings for you, whether or not like all these things and I'm like showing you and all these other ways I'm still kissing on you, still hugging on you, still grabbing on you, telling you, you look good, all these things. But the fact that I'm not like actively having sex with you is like such a detriment to our relationship that now we're arguing about the fact that we haven't been having sex. And it's like, I don't want it to be an argument. I want you to like, let me know that this is what you're feeling. And I'm, I like, like you said, it's just about meeting halfway and like, yeah. One, but once it starts feeling forced, bitch, I'm out. Yeah. And I get that. It's and like, now I'm withholding on purpose yeah. because what you ex like, bitch, this pussy mine. The fuck? I don't have to get this shit to you. I ain't got to get this shit to you. Yeah. Bitch, I grew this myself. And I'm somebody that like, I feed off that energy. If I feel like you don't want it, I don't want to give it to you because yeah. it's just awkward. I feel like I'm forcing myself on you and that's yeah. not a good, it's just not a good feeling. Yeah. And I get it. And you know, the way he described it to me, not to get into too much detail, but he was like, at the end of the day, I have to do a lot of work and I'm not, I still at the end of it have to masturbate. And it's, if my mind is not there to begin with, it's just work. Yeah. And like, I get that. I don't want him to feel like that. And it makes me feel weird. Feeling yeah. Like, like he's just putting in like his nine to five for me. Yeah. So I have to find some way around that. And we're working on it. And I think yesterday really mattered to me to show that it's possible. And I'm not saying I'm like completely just feel better about everything. Cause I'm, st I still have a lot of concerns. Yeah. But you're I mean, trying. you're creating the opportunity. Though, yeah, I think it's also really good that like if he's let you know what his boundaries are in terms of like you doing things and him doing things. I think it's really good to like take things for what people say. And I know sometimes like the trial and error part is what's the scary part. But at the same time, 
this person is an adult. So like if they're able to also communicate with you how they have been about how they feel about certain things, then you should also trust that they'll be able to do that if you do choose to like do what you need to do or whatever you want to do so that's facts because i do want to talk to them about it i do want to talk especially being in the position that we are right now where we just have totally different sex drives yeah i'm like i really want to sit and genuinely talk to you about what it means to be in a relationship that's more based on relationship anarchy than it is yeah super monogamous because you have to understand if you're not if you're not trying to have sex for months on end, no matter what the reason, and he has told me all these reasons that are not directly affected by me, although yeah. some of them are the fact that we have some mother wounds we have to work out and who I am yeah. as my mother's daughter. Yeah. That's on me. But the rest of it is not. And so if if he wants to like respect our relationship, I would hope that he'd be open to the idea of yeah because you're still a like you're still a person you're still a person with needs and you people i think that's what happens when people get into a relationship like they their needs become our needs and like you're still a person who has their own individual needs and i think like having a partner that can respect what you need in the different phases of your life no matter what that is is really important and i think that is also something that like ties into relationship anarchy because it's like like even even me like i have a lot of monogamous tendencies but like as a individual i don't see myself as a monogamous individual just because i do like so many different kinds of lifestyle and kinks and things like that that my partners don't always really enjoy the way that i do so i don't know i think having a partner who is at least open to you feeling fulfilled and while still also caring for you like a partner would I think that's really important. Yes. So. That's what I want, essentially. You know, I hope I hope that it turns out like that. I, I and, like, it's okay if you jealous. It's okay. Right. Like, that, I'm going to be jealous. Like, that comes with a territory, yeah, you know? But just, like, be open and communicate about that shit and touch back to your intimacy to help with those jealous feelings because, like, it's, it's good to remember that, like, the relationship you have with this person took a really long time so like why would somebody that they just met out of nowhere be able to like equate and i know like time is an illusion and everybody's connection is different but at the end of the day it takes time to cultivate the intimacy that you have with people that you consider like romantic sexual partners so you know why would some random person that they're like oh okay i'm just trying to fuck this person because i have a need and this person can feel my need why would that equate to like everything that we everything build. else? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I'm just praying that where we are now, that they understand that a little bit more. And I feel like in some ways that they do. So I'm not as nervous as I was maybe five months ago to talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. But also, like like you said, I think that's a really great way of putting it. Like you have a lot of monogamous tendencies. Yeah, I have a lot of monogamous tendencies. So like I, I like I want that. I want that but i don't want that also exactly like i was i was i was thinking like you know how you have conversations with yourself yeah. and like you're like if they if i if i had this conversation with this person this is how i feel like it would go yeah so i've had a lot of those in my mind and i'm like i'm saying to myself like you know me and you know that i'm not 
like, believe it or not, I'm not just going to go out here and go to Sue Ellen's on a Friday and pick out the baddest bitch in the room and be like, let me take that bitch home and fuck the shit out of her and then do that every night or every yeah. weekend. Like, that's not, that's yeah. really not me. So I don't want that to be the deterrent that you're, I'm just going to go out here and just be giving my body to people yeah. and giving, you know, like, letting those that energy in. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Like, But I think also, like having the conversation in terms of this is like, and I'm sure you probably have had one where it's like, this is what I need and this is what I'm looking for to feel, to feel that need. So it's like, just you just saying like, you know, I, I need to have also a femme that I can, whatever, whatever, whenever, whenever, you know, it, it, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's going to take up so much of your time. It just means that I'm going to need a variation of this thing to fill some kind of fulfillment. So even if that's like once a quarter, once every couple, like once every few months, whatever it is, like even if that's what it is, that is what you, that's what would make you feel fulfilled. And I think like I don't know. That's why when people are like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And I'm like, why though? Like, that's a thing. Like, why not? I can always make another cake. Bitch, I got like 57 plates in the fucking, th- bitch, I got a whole oven. I got all I, the eggs. I got all you. the flour. I can redo this shit thank as many you. times as and I want. And I think like, if you store cakes properly after you make them, they can last a really long time and still be good. People put wedding cake in the freezer and then Babe, thaw that shit a year, out. A year later. Twelve that. years later, still dr- thaw that shit out and eat it. Please. Come on. I don't know. I'm going to update you for sure. Yeah. You know? I'm telling you, like, relationship anarchy, I've really been like, okay, y'all making a whole lot of sense, okay? And after a conversation that we had at brunch this weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, which we didn't even touch on, but, like, you know, we can touch on it another time. Yeah. Yeah, like I've just been thinking about it even more because I'm just like, it's and, possible. And it's that's just more like having, I don't want to say like having the conversation because if somebody's not, if somebody's not into it, it's they're not, not going to be, yeah. right, it's not a conversation. But I do feel like this person has room for it. Yeah. And I want to, I just don't think they have the knowledge about what yeah. it could be. They see they're either open or you're closed. Like, you yeah. know, like you're either mm-hmm. fucking everybody with me yeah. or you're fucking nobody. And it's not that. Yeah. It's there's a middle ground. I think like a lot of people focus a lot on the sexual part of it yes. because like that sometimes that is a big part of why people do it. But I think like it's just something that people focus a lot on. And because like sex can also be really intimate with someone you really care about. I think it is really easy to be like, okay, well, what if you are doing this with someone else, but it's like no one else, I can't have this intimacy with another person. So there's literally no way for me to do this with another person. So, um, yeah, I definitely think like having a conversation about it and like, this is, this is what I'm needing. And right now, this is how I feel like it would fit into what we have going on. Is that something you'd be able to do? And, it just, I mean, it's also not about asking permission. It's just presenting what you need and letting this person make the decision if they can meet that need. And there's no reason for you to put your need in a closet just because you feel like this person can't meet it. And that woman been in the lifestyle for a decade, more than a decade, literally doing exactly what it's been so hard to even achieve and like explain to people and she just doing it easily. Yeah. Like still living her, living her life, her life. F- f- fabulous husband, kid house job. 
and still has like a partner like that she's had for so long, you know? So I just think that meeting people that live it every day definitely makes me like, I don't care if that shit complicated. I don't care if that's going to take a little longer than anything else. Bitch, I think it's just so important to meet people like that and see relationships like that flourish because, like... It's possible. Yeah. And, like, people have needs. Like, they have a lot of needs. I'm not trying to be in a marriage... I'm not trying to be in a marriage where I feel like I have put aside needs to appease my partner. That's just resentment. Like, yeah. it's just building. In some it's way. Built. Even if you send... Even if you're joking about it. Like, yeah, well, I tried to have a girlfriend, but somebody... You know, stuff like that. You know, I think, like, if, if it's something that... If it's something that you feel like would make your life here on earth more enjoyable, I feel like that it's worth fighting for. So that's why I be so about the shit I need <laughs> and the way I want it. And because I'm like, I'm willing to go to whatever mile it takes to make it work for you, for everyone. Yeah. But you know, yeah, absolutely. Bitch. Uh, man, where the fuck was I? <laughs> um, okay. Also accepting the highs and lows. Um, so understanding that not everything's going to be fucking hunky dory mm-hmm. all the fucking time. Even if you are in an open relationship, things happen to where you might feel like you, you need to close that relationship for a little bit or you need to focus on each other. And I think that's just an opportunity to really create more intimacy mm-hmm. when you're at your lows. Like I was just explaining and trust and trust and trust and understanding and things like that. If you can, if you can, okay, well maybe we need to rein it in right now. If you can differentiate that over your own want and need, I think that is really good. Yeah, absolutely. It's just another opportunity to create more intimacy. Um, and then obviously this is the biggest one. Both partners need to initiate intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, if one partner is putting in more work than another, when it comes to intimacy, resentment and feeling unappreciative is automatic. Because it's like, girl, you see me going the extra mile for you, but who's going the extra mile for me? You know, like, yeah. what's up? So just showing up for each other, I think, as a unit is super important in, in developing true intimacy and connection. Um Obviously, there's difficulties and a lot of them, especially when you live in a capitalist, racist country. There's so many things on a daily basis that we have to just like fight that it can be hard to come home or go to your partner's house if you don't live with them and feel connected. Um, Obviously, these account for friendships too, but I'm, I'm mostly talking about romantic relationships. So communication... Y'all don't communicate the same. You grew up in different households and you like to yell and they like to disappear. That's just not, it's not going to work. Okay. So you have to find a middle ground in communication, learning how that person likes to talk so that you can talk in their language when you want, when you're trying to reach them, you know, let me, let me speak to her because I know she needs gentle parenting. She needs, or she needs gentle communication. Let me not say parenting, gentle communication. I'm feeling really hype right now, so I'm going to wait and I'm going to approach her when she's when I'm feeling good. That way this comes across as gentle mm-hmm. or you know that your partner gets super loud and super angry. So you have to approach them with a sense of calmness because if you come with any kind of anxiety, they're just going to double it. Yeah, that's, I think that's where I, I, I that's definitely me. Um, 
Another one is finances. When you're, uh, what the fuck is his name? Motherfucking sir. He said it best. When I ain't in the mood, I ain't in the mood when I ain't in my bag. Yeah. I ain't in the mood when I'm in my bag. So if I'm struggling financially, if I'm not in the place I want to be in life in general, I'm going to be in a bad mood. I'm going to be in a fucking bad mood because I'm just worried about my next my next bag. I'm just worried about figuring out what I can do to get out of this situation that I'm in. I'm not worried about your pussy. Yeah. I'm not worried about, you know, sex. I'm not worried about, I'm not really even worried about like our relationship right now. Like it's just on the back yeah. burner. So that stuff can really affect your intimacy levels. And then, bitch, lack of sex. It's a circle because for some people, sex is intimacy. And it it can't be your only, it cannot be your only way to receive intimacy from a long-term partner. But for some people, it is, like, number one. Physical intimacy is number one. So if there's a lack of sex, sorry, um, it's not you. If there's a lack of sex, (laughs) then (laughs) you're going to feel like that person isn't connected to you, which is where I'm at right now. But they've shown it in other ways. So just make sure that if that is you and there's a lack of sex in your relationship and it's on you, that you're showing up for your partner in other physical ways, you know? Like, yeah. touch on them more. Make sure you're telling them more how beautiful and sexy that you find them. Make sure, you know, that part is alive. You don't have to stick it in or you don't have to be down there in order for the, that person to feel like you care about their body. Yeah. And then, of course, mental health. Bitch, if I'm depressed... How am I going to press you? I just want to, when I'm like super sad, I just be like, let's just cuddle and be as close as possible. And like, maybe let's watch something. And if you catch me crying, just ignore it. Oh, ignore it. Yeah. Okay. Like, because maybe I'm just having a thought that's like really getting to you. Getting to me. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's okay. It's good. It's good. Just you're hugging me. So this is fine. Do you, so you're somebody that would say that you like to be around your partner when you're feeling bad. Like if you're having a rough day, you would want to go see your partner. Yeah. And you know, what's so crazy is like, usually, usually I'm more of like, Oh, I'm just going to go like sit by myself and get my shit together and like figure it out. But I just realized like being around just people in general that I love and that love me definitely like, I still be sad as hell. But it definitely makes it a little more bearable. So I've just come to accept that that is what helps me cycle through my feelings. And um, I think, like, acceptance of that has also made it easier for me to even, like, predict when I need to be around the people I love more. So I love that. Yeah. As an only child, I'm just used to dealing with shit by myself. So I'm like, I don't really want to be around my partners. But I tend to have partners that, like, want me to be around when I'm struggling. They're like, let me help you. Let me, let's do yeah. this. Let's go do this. Let, come over and hang out. Let me come over. And I'm just like, nigga, I just want to be my myself. So I can eat all the things I need to eat in order to feel better. Yeah. And not feel judgment. Eating naked in my bed, watching a comfort show like, is like, I'm almost feral at that point. Like, seriously, I want to be able to like, masturbate to whatever disgusting, out of this world porn that I find <laughs> while I'm depressed because it takes me so much just to get horny. So I have to find the most grotesque porn available to me. Uh-huh. And I want to watch the sluttiest, messiest reality show I, I can find. Perfect. And I want to smell disgusting because I haven't showered. Yep. And I want to cry when I want to cry. Yep. And I want to laugh when I want to laugh. It's like, how long have I been wearing this outfit? Who fucking knows? Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, 
obviously it's been a long episode so i'm gonna wrap it up i have a question for the girls only one question today okay so make it a good one okay how do you maintain intimacy in your romantic and sexual relationships um i think like remembering that like i I guess like one thing that helps me is like really listening to what it sounds like they need so like lately what i've been hearing from red is like you're just really good at predicting what i need like just like i don't know how you how you know i need these things but you've just been really good lately at predicting what i need and i think it's like i also would like to thank my job for part of my listening skills because of like the people that call in and like you really they really like to talk a lot and you have to find the point in what they're saying when they're talking mm-hmm. so i think that is something i've gotten really good at even just doing with her because like she'll just be she'll just be telling me about her day and just things that she's stressed about during the week and things like that and i already know like in what way she would like those things to be done to for her to feel like i'm being helpful and i know that she's not going to ask me and i know if i ask her well what do you need from me right now she's not going to know no yeah so when she's saying things like, like, I think last week she was like, oh, I'm about to be working in the office all the time. And like, I like cleaning my apartment is literally like the biggest is like my biggest stressor right now. And like, blah, blah, blah. So I just cleaned up her whole apartment. I did all of the laundry, the dishes, like cleaned out her shower, the bathroom, because she hates cleaning the bathroom, but she loves when the shower's clean. So like, you know, made the bed, washed all the blankets, everything like that. I cleaned everything. And she was just like, I just really like that I could hang out on the weekend and not have to worry about cleaning. So, you know, it really helped with like her Sunday blues and like having to go back to work and things like that. So I really... I don't know. I think it's also just about like listening to what they need and then trying to meet them there with what you have to give. So, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's great advice. advice. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not a great listener. Um, It also comes from me being an only child because I had niggas to listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So, Absolutely. I think it's important to listen to and try to find the little spaces where you can add. Yeah. You know, like, how can I help? Listen and hear them. It's both. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, um, if you'd like to follow us, we are on Instagram and TikTok at at allyourpleasures underscore. Um, you can subscribe on our YouTube if you're watching this on the YouTube. I'm looking real casual. <laughs> we in a different spot. We might do this. I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't hear my fucking neighbors. That's but I true. I have to cuss out every day. And again, the, the, the sound is very like... Muted. Yeah. Yeah. No echoing or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we might be back down here. So, subscribe to our YouTube. Um... Girl, I don't even know what I'd really be usually saying, but if you listen to this Monday (laughs) through Friday, babe, like, have a great day. Have a great weekend. We love you. Bye. Bye.